Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Before we start, we got to tell you that Skylight Frames is sponsoring this whole damn show. Oh, yeah. We love Skylight Frames. It is the easiest ads for us to do because we all bought them for people that we love, and they're all working really great. That's skylightframe.com, enter code PEN. And now, hit it. Yeah, we recovered from that real well. Yeah. Really <laughs> Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn's Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Mike Ludo, Matt Penn, Randy Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Peter Studios South in Las Vegas. Matt's back from a month on the road, and he's got some stories to tell. There's a whole pile of brand new material in the Penn and Teller Show to tell you about. Here he is, preaching some love. It's Mr. Penn Gillette. Preaching love, preaching love, preaching love. Oh, yeah. Kablip. Kablip. You probably think I have aphasia. Kablip. No, I'm saying the name of a restaurant. Yes. Kablip. 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 Did you get out the Kablip? No. Chris Angel Breakfast Lunch pizza yeah kablip chris likes to point out it's a very bad name for the restaurant and that the beatles was a very bad name for a band uh-huh. which i agree with but the name the beatles doesn't make you think of nambla <laughs> kablip. uh anyway uh my dear friend hondro yes yeah mi amigo espanol yeah i talk to him every week yeah. We talk in Spanish for 90 minutes. He's a very, very good friend of mine. And incredibly patient. <laughs> he was out, yes. He was out visiting, you know, and actually he was working. Uh, was a couple months ago? Was that what it was now? Yeah. 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 And every day, every day, because I was eating with Hondro every day, we'd have, we'd have supper together, either at my home or we'd go out. I'd say, what do you want to have for eat? Kablip! <laughs> That's all Hondro would say. That's all he would say. I want to go to Chris Angel's restaurant. No, we're not. It's an hour and it's a <laughs> shitty hamburger joint. We're not going to go to Chris. I want to go to Chris. No, we're not going to go. I want Chris himself to deliver us hamburgers. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not going to do that, Hondro. I want hamburguesa de Chris. No, no. We're not going to get a hamburger from Chris. See, si, see. Si. Quieto on hamburguesa de Chris. No, Andro. No. Kablip. No, Andro. No. Andro goes back to Spain. Penn starts thinking. Wouldn't it be nice to deliver, Andro, some food from Kablip? <laughs> to Spain? Would that be? Well, he lives in Palencia, Palencia, Spain. Would that be a yeah. nice thing? He'd probably like that. So, uh, you know. Fortunately, I have staff. Yeah. And the long suffering Laura. Yeah. I say, you're going to go to Chris Angel Breakfast, Lunch, and Pizza, please. She says, okay. 
<laughs> she drives out to West Hell, wherever the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. And she goes into the restaurant and she says, I would like to buy hats, t shirts, and an apron. <laughs> and I would like anything you have that's branded. <laughs> I would like every bag, every pizza box, every size, every hamburger, every fries box, every drink container, every size you have, every size you have of everything. Um, she does not say who she's representing. Right. Just, <laughs> this is a nice thing I'd like. They're very nice to her. It's, it's wonderful staff up there. Mm -hmm. Great yeah. staff working, working at the Chris Angel restaurant. In wherever it is, West fucking Overton, yeah, Rump or something. Yes, yeah, no, <laughs> perhaps the other way. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Does it matter at all? Who does that matter? To? Yeah, like which direction am I not going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she gets a lot of paper products and hats. Then the next step comes. I say, I don't speak Spanish well enough. Uh, none of us speak Spanish well enough. So I call Woody. Uh -huh. You know Woody, Woody Arrigan. who's been on the show, Woody Arrigan. And he's, he's, his name, by the way, is not pronounced Woody in, in Spain. Woody. 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 It's almost a B. It's Woody. 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 So I call Woody, and I, I actually email him, Cortical Electronico. Uh, and, and I say, uh, <laughs> listen, we want to do this, uh, this thing with Hondro. I explain, I want to get. Chris Angel food delivered to Hondro. Can you help us? And Woody says, oh, that's great. Sure. Let's do this. <laughs> so he lives in Madrid and Hondro lives in Valencia. Yeah. But uh, Woody calls uh, a restaurant that's fairly close to Hondro's house. And he explains to them that Hondro, you know, Superstar, yeah, famous. Watched out the food delivered by Penn and Teller through Chris Angel to the place. Fortunately, the restaurant gets totally on board. <laughs> totally on board. They are really into it. Now, to send all the stuff from Kablip Nambla over. To, um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know off air you only call it Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> so hearing you actually say Kablip this many times is pretty pretty neat. <laughs> so that takes three weeks to get it there, yeah, and then two weeks to clear customs, yes, because no one in Spain can believe. That anyone would want to send this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spent what to send this? <laughs> it's the guy walking out uh, of the uh, factory every night with a wheelbarrow covered with a. Yeah. With a, what are you <laughs> stealing? Wheelbarrows. Okay. So it's, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> they figure no one's really sending Nabla propaganda to Spain. So what is it? Is it, is it paper cocaine? <laughs> so they take to clear customs takes like two weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it finally gets to the restaurant. Now here is something that'll tell you a lot, an awful lot about either what Spain thinks of people in the United States or what Spain thinks of people in general. I don't know which. <laughs> 
they say to Woody, when they send us the wrappers and the boxes and stuff, they should be cleaned really well or they should be new. (laughs) (laughs) They thought we were going to send them kablip trash (laughs) with like drooly, greasy burger shit on it. We're going to send that to Spain. (laughs) And they weren't thrilled about that. Now, does that mean that's the way they would do it? (laughs) Or does that mean that's the way they think Americans do do it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the latter. I think so, too. We better tell the Americans to clean their trash before they send it to us. So then they arrive at the next, uh, that arrives there. Mm -hmm. The woman who works at this restaurant, which is called, um, I'll even tell you the name of the restaurant in Spain. Because if you're in Spain, you should visit them. Yes. And, and, and tell them how great they are. But the name of the restaurant is... Um, Angel's? Mama Cook. <laughs> Mama Cook. Mama Cook. Mama Cook restaurant in Valencia. Takeout and delivery. She, she sends a picture. And by the way, if you're a patron person, you'll get all these pictures. <laughs> okay. Those who are supporters of ours, Patreon, they will get all these pictures. So you'll enjoy that. She sends a picture that is incredible of her with a hat and the t-shirt and mind freak kablip all over her <laughs> Spanish woman holding all these Nambla boxes, right? <laughs> <laughs> then the next step is Budi has to call Hondro's wife ah. behind Hondro's back. Then I go on to my regular, uh, talking with Hondro. Yeah. I'm on zoom. What Hondro doesn't know is that Teller and Budi are both in the waiting room ah. of Zoom, which he can't see because I'm yeah, hosting. Yeah. And Hondro and I are talking, and we're actually talking about Gilbert. We're talking in Spanish, and we're both um, rather rather broke up. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, Hondro's wife comes in. Now, Hondro's wife speaks, I was going to say no English, but she speaks a little bit of English because she watches 24. <laughs> yes. So his wife so can she goes, say, we have no choice. No. Give me a direct line to the president. <laughs> That's all she says. When Hondro says, speak some English, she says, give me a direct line to the president. <laughs> That's that's the extent of her English. So she comes in and says in Spanish, there's a delivery, Hondro. Hondro says, I'm talking to, to Penn. Can you? Can you let them in? She goes, no, you've got a sign for it. He goes, <laughs> what? And he says, very apologetically, I'm sorry, Penn. I don't know what this is, but I got to take care of this. Uh, dos minutos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walks away. And I click Teller and Booty in. Like, <laughs> yeah. So far, it's going very, very well. Now, it's raining in Valencia. Uh-huh. And when Hondro comes back to the Zoom call, Hondro is like I've never seen him before. He is giddy. He is flighty. (laughs) He's so deeply confused. Yes. And he's giggling like he's a a 12-year-old girl. He's going, (laughs) he's like giggling like Godot. Yeah. And he has no idea what's going on. He just goes, que, que, 
Woody, tell He's out of his mind. Yeah. Right? Now, Woody and I had a disagreement because I said to Woody, find a place near Hondro that makes shitty hamburgers, shitty French fries, mm-hmm. shitty Coke, and just put it in the bags and deliver it like it's real blip food. Yeah. Right? And Woody says, no. You know, you guys are going to spend, you're giving him a lot of food. Why not make it good food? So we're going to a good Spanish restaurant, and they're going to deliver it. And it'll be in the boxes, and that's where the joke lives. Oh, and I go, no, no. The joke is open oh, the box and food. see the shitty hamburger. And Woody goes, no. I'm making the call. I'm doing it right. <laughs> wow. So Hondro then says, now i got to stress this to you. Hondro is, I believe, pick any number of top magicians in the world, and Hondro is in it. Wouldn't you say so? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a number you can pick that mm-hmm. doesn't include Hondro. He is the quickest magical mind I've ever seen. Yeah. The most expansive magical mind. He is an absolute genius. He comes back and goes, how, how, did, you, how, how did you get the food from Vegas <laughs> to here? Is, is it, can it be eaten? How, how, did, how did it get here? And Woody says, Andro, magic. <laughs> we, we did it with magic. And then Andro takes a moment and he goes, I, I can't, I don't, how, how, how can this have happened? How, what, how did you, what? And then it's like really maybe a full minute and a half before he goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, oh, but this food is all going to be rotten. No one wants to eat the, and Woody goes, it's good Spanish food, Hondro. And Hondro just lights up. <laughs> and he runs back to the food and opens it up and goes, this is great food. This is great food. <laughs> and he goes, and my in-laws are here. And there's people from next door. Fiesta, fiesta. <laughs> he catered a party. You catered a party, but he catered a party. Yeah, yeah. catered a party. And uh, Hondro then comes back and says, "This, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me." <laughs> he said, "I, I don't think I've ever been happier." Yeah, he's just out of his mind, thrilled. And then he writes me this note, which you know is, is personal, but I'll paraphrase it, where he just says. We started the day crying about losing Gilbert Gottfried, and we ended up in the same call, both laughing hysterically about friendship and a joke. And isn't that all of life, my friend? Isn't that all of life? Yeah. And um, he was dancing around. He was, I mean, he was hysterical. He brought the phone in with his daughter, and... um, he was unwrapping a poster we'd sent him to for his for his laboratory, as he calls it. And see, to explain this to his in-laws, his daughter, and even his wife right. was not easy. <laughs> see, there's there's Chris Angel. Who? Who? What? Is he loved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He must Is be a he happy a man. He sent us this. Is he food. a famous restaurateur? 
<laughs> none of those things. None of those things. Note everything. No. Note, note every question you ask. And I said to Ben, I wanted to have the food. You wanted to have the food sent to Valencia? No. no. <laughs> Never said that. <laughs> but you know, uh, my uh, 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 criteria for a practical joke is the person who the joke is played on must enjoy it the most of yes. everybody. Yeah. should be the best, yeah. We certainly, we Correct. certainly made that rule. With, with Woody's adjustment, no less. With Woody's adjustment. Yeah. With Woody's <laughs> adjustment. Uh, well, you see these pictures, and I, I will have Matt send them out to the, uh, you will be amazed, because it is this shitty pizza box filled with the best desserts you've ever seen. <laughs> Just lined up, this gorgeous Spanish desserts lined up, and all these sauces these wonderful mm -hmm. Spanish sausage sauces in these like you know shitty little French fry <laughs> containers, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, pretty listen as a Patreon manager, I'm really excited because the amount of people that paid five bucks just to see uh, Mox in a ball uh, was pretty high. So uh, uh, this this might rival that. Yeah, you're gonna want to see this, <laughs> and I will I will show send you another picture that's even more amazing because this happened the same day. The same day, uh, Hondro, he said, best day he's ever had, okay? He has all this food. Now, two weeks before, three weeks, four weeks, no, months before that. Yeah. I'm talking to Hondro again on a 90-minute call, and I started talking about my friend Elliot, who's a maple farmer, and I'm right. working yeah, on my vocabulary. Yeah, we talked about the we maple talk, last week, a little bit. And we sent, we sent the maple syrup to Yes, yeah. Well, the final price on that... <laughs> Okay, it's a twenty dollar. <laughs> I do actually. Oh, no, because no. uh, of rehearsals. Twenty dollar quart of syrup. Yeah. By the time he had to hire a customs guy. Yeah. By the time he was done, I forgot the last the exact figure. It was a he he he, he, he transferred it to uh, dollars. Yeah. Um, hundred and fifty four dollars and forty four cents. <laughs> I mean. When the story started, I was like, listen, I've gotten gelato from Chicago, so I know how high this can go. <laughs> um, but then it went way higher than, than that. Uh, for so syrup. <laughs> for a quart of maple syrup, uh, it cost him $154. That's what cost him. Yeah, cost him. <laughs> now, you, emotionally. You also spend money. <laughs> yeah, we also spent money. We spent a lot of money to send it over. So this is like over $200 a uh, bottle of syrup. <laughs> it's like what people were doing with like those high-end restaurants during the pandemic where you just treat yourself by sending a high-end restaurant would send you food to prepare at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's right it's right up there. So, he it's sent theory. me he sent me a picture which you will see. Yeah. You will see of uh Hondro sitting in a gutter <laughs> in just his underpants <laughs> passed out with a bowl in front of him with money in it. And a cardboard sign that says Danilo Palasalupe, <laughs> which means money for syrup, <laughs> which was his way of saying he really liked the syrup. He said, the nice thing is I don't have to share with my whole family because I had to sell my daughter to pay for it. <laughs> upside of playing beautiful practical jokes on friends of yours who are really funny. Yeah. The jokes just keep going. Yes. They will just never ever stop. Oh. And <laughs> and then to make the story even funnier. Kablip.
post on its site. We're so popular <laughs> that a famous magician in Valencia had our food delivered to his house. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. Yeah, because the restaurant did. Um, uh, the restaurant in Valencia posted a thing that right. Chris Angel reposted. Got it. So this is now going to become an entirely different story. Yes. It's going to become that famous magician in Valencia loved Chris Angel's food so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Penn Jillette was the first person to recognize my restauranteering genius. <laughs> 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 oh, so there it is, and you'll be very happy to send these pictures out yes. to the Patreon people. Yes, because <laughs> they will make you laugh, 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 laugh. Oh, that's so good. So, uh, and why don't we tell them how how would you, how would you become a patron? Yeah, all you have to do is go to Patreon.com/slash Pen P A T R E O N dot com slash Pen E N N. <laughs> but there we have uh, three different tiers for you to access. So, like a lot of people like uh, the highest end is simply that if you like those celebrity videos where where Penn says happy birthday to a friend of yours or says something to your boss or whatever you want, we do those videos for you through the Patreon, and you get access to all the other stuff, which is the entire back catalog, ad free episodes of the show, which and which means all the Gilbert shows, all the Gilbert shows are there, all the Gilbert shows are there. Also, you get a signed uh, the middle tier gets a signed postcard, a signed thank you postcard from Penn each month with an episode art celebrating a certain episode, a fine collector's item, and a great memento from Penn. Uh, check out patreon.com slash pen, and you can get updates from his all the books he reads, his book reports, and you get all these. And once in a while, he does something like fall in his bathroom and bleed all over the place, or <laughs> steals a bowl, or in this case, we <laughs> pulled this crazy kablip prank. Um, you get all those photos uh, when those things happen as well over on the Patreon. Yeah, well, you'll... Uh... Uh, you'll like them. And I guess the the craziest perk is that if you write a message to uh, the Patreon, I get it instead of Ready Rich. And some people count that as a valuable perk. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for a perfect gift for mom mm -hmm. or another loved one? Uh, I got to tell you, Skylight Frames, we started the show with this after we forgot to start the show with it. Then we started the show with it. <laughs> For a relative who wants to stay in touch with the family who may not live under the same roof with you, uh, it is a, of course, if they do live under the same roof, it still works. <laughs> my, my wife has one. It's pretty, pretty great. Um, it's a touch screen photo frame. You can email photos to. They appear in seconds so mom can see your favorite moments. How hard was it to set up the skylight frame for your dad? S super easy for my dad to set up, who doesn't really know how to do anything. And and <laughs> one of the things I want to mention is that if you are on a picture on your phone and there's that little, the, the send button, mm -hmm. if you push that send button, you can go directly to the skylight frame. Oh, so oh that's nice. So it's just like sending a text or an email to someone. You push that arrow, up come the different options. You scroll over here to more. When you hit more, uh, one of the things that opens up is Skylight Frame. And then you just click on that and off it goes to your dad. It's a great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're far away. Your is in here too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyone in the family can send photos to the frames. It's a great way to keep family members in touch. Sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds. Even the least tech savvy, Matt, yes. can do it. I did it. Yep. 
Skylight Frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger, even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Preload it with your favorite photos for a special Mother's Day gift. Surprise them with photos they didn't even know you had. So simple, anyone can set it up. So now as a special holiday office, you get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame and you go to skylightframe.com and enter code PEN. That's right. To get $10, it's already cheap. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code PEN. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com and use the code P-E-N-N. That's what I like to hear. Nicely done. Nicely done. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. So uh, we got a lot of new stuff in the show, but we'll get to that in a moment. You've been away for so long, Matt. I know. What have you done in that? I didn't mean to be away for this long. I spent a week doing shows at the House of Cards in Nashville. Yeah, well, you you know more about the I was only there one night. Yes. Now you know how to get through the kitchen and... Oh, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was very funny because they, they hook you up with this beautiful uh, place to stay right nearby. It's right in the heart of Nashville. And so I decided it was, it was easier to walk in my magic gear from the... <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So I walked in my, my suit, you know, my, my suit overalls because it was a nice place. So I wear a, uh, a... I still wear coveralls, but they're made of the same suit pattern as Penn and Teller. <laughs> and then I, uh, I wear a dress shirt and a bow tie. And I walked from my condo to the, the venue two blocks away and didn't get one Sinai look or one compliment. I just <laughs> I just blended right in with Nashville. Me walking around in fancy overalls was just A-okay with everyone. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, I, used, I used to get a lot of it. I'm used to getting a lot of attention walking around in those things and I got none uh, there. It's a great place. Uh, Joey Martinez, who used to be uh, at the Magic Castle, is the guy who runs it over there. And uh, he invited me out. It was we just had a fantastic week with him. It was funny as I said, when I called to try to inquire about playing there, and I said, well, he said, well, what have you heard about this place? I said, I heard that you do a show and you set up and you do a show and you set up and you do a show until they tell you to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what I heard. And he said, it's not that bad. You do maybe three or four shows. I said, oh, okay. And I have material. So I send, I send Amazon, I send some materials there ahead of time that can't fit in my checked bag, you know foam core boards and uh and then i have to buy a cheap beers for my my escape routine that i do where i give away beer and then uh you really uh, you really want to make sure you're popular with the audience yeah, don't yeah. You? Well, i yeah. give away beer <laughs> yeah i do i do and i do <laughs> uh I, I, yeah and i and uh uh and, and no, most of the time people laugh when i hand them a cheap beer in nashville they were trying to drink it so fast i had to stop them because I said, this this place does not sell this beer. I, I give away PBRs. I try to give away the trashiest dude beer there is. Mm-hmm. And I said, this place doesn't sell PBRs, so you can't drink that here. You have to wait till you get in the car. And um, <laughs> <laughs> But I really had to stop them. The, 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 in fact, I was unsuccessful twice. 
people just straight up were just drinking well, beer so there, fast. Is that a law or is that just a? It is a law to drink. To, like basically every place has a liquor license that can distribute blank beer. So if you're drinking stuff that isn't distributed by their, I see. So it's an it's actual. It's an actual forced by the government. Yes, it's actually enforced by the government. You can't drink the Blue River. Yeah. <laughs> you can't drink the wrong beer here. In this case, the the, the government is is right to stop people from drinking <laughs> Blue River. Um, the uh, state wants bars to pay taxes above and beyond on alcohol. And so all your liquor must come from a state approved vendor or even the state itself. Mm -hmm. That's, it's not a brand related thing with the PBR. Oh no, I didn't, I, I, then I apologize for applying that as brand related. I was just going for the joke that they're doing the right thing, <laughs> yeah. that they're stopping it. But simply that like, because that, yes, because that establishment didn't buy PBR from their distributor, they can't sell drinks they don't distribute. But I was laughing because I got there and he was and, and he, he was laughing. Uh, he told me how many shows are going to do. And I said, you're going to do three tonight, three tomorrow, then four, then six, then six, then six. And I said, well, uh, that's uh, more than you told me on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I only sent enough to do the amount of shows you told me on the phone. Uh -huh. So I had to track down more shows. I did 30 shows, 30 half hour shows in seven days down there and then uh things that magicians have to think about is like wait a minute i did the the cost analysis of like what i spend per show yeah which is normally ignorable you know you throw away you know you throw away 10 bucks a show 50 bucks sure. a show who cares when you're doing 30 shows you're like wait this becomes a real expense <laughs> <laughs> like, like i think one of the nights i'm performing for free i think <laughs> but i had a blast yeah. it was great i just got new new a couple of new new things made like i use these new escape shackles that i use and to get a run of 30 shows in a week with those was really fantastic. I did have my first uh, Let's Go Brandon chant breakout during a show. That Nashville? Was, uh, Nashville, yeah. A guy got up as what your name said, Brandon, and boom. Like more than half people just did it robotically. Just started chanting Let's Go Brandon for oh, a few dear. minutes. Oh, dear. And I was like, this is... I. I wish I could tell you I had it very well. I, I just was really sour the rest of the show and just wrapped it up. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing 30 of these. I, can I, don't, I don't need I can... to kiss your asses. I got 29 more shows <laughs> where they're going to like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. And then I had, I had two people walk out during a show. And I don't know if it was because they were offended or whether they just simply had, you know, their sitter was up or whether they just weren't having a good time in general. I don't know, but they walked out. Or they didn't like you. Yeah, they could have just not liked me. Let's not rule that out. <laughs> I think any of us did. <laughs> and I'm like, trying to like, you know, really taking it hard. I'm trying to like, I don't have walkouts often in my show yet. And then I opened my phone and uh, that was the same night that Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. Oh dear. And I said, well, some people are having a weirder night than I am. So I should just, <laughs> I'll just let it go. I'll just let it go. Maybe it was Chris Rock's family. But it was awesome to be down there. Like Nashville, it definitely being around that city was like, oh, this is like wh when I was younger, like I, you know, when I was in my twenties during the, you know, nineties, two thousands, I like, it was like, you got to move to Austin, Texas, you know, you got to move to Portland. That's where like all the cool stuff's happening, you know, and being in Nashville, I was like, oh, this is where young people are moving. A lot of young people are here. It's all these, just everyone in their twenties, just out and about having a great time down here. And I am not 20 anymore. <laughs> now I haven't gotten, I haven't opened my email yet, but I haven't gotten the picture of you with your face in the Johnny Cash thing yet. I was unsuccessful at getting, I did not get my photo of my head in the Johnny Cash thing. Oh. I have to go back. Yeah, well, good. They'll, they'll book it. <laughs> I'll go back. Yeah, I, too many shows to get over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. I, I thought I'd push it to later in the week and then all of a sudden I was like, man, I'm tired and doing a lot of shows. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Six so, a day is enough. Yeah. I also had some old friends that uh, were trying to juggle schedules and try to run into them, but I got to catch up some old friends that I didn't see since the Virgin Islands because I lived in St. John. Oh my uh, goodness. Caught up with some friends down there. 
And it was a trip uh, to go out to Murfreesboro, Tennessee and see my, where my buddy Greg was living and all that stuff. Real Tennessee living. And then I turned around and went to Indiana, Washington, Indiana. Washington? Washington, Indiana. Daniel Cullen is a book out there, Ace's Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. I was out there and I was getting in the car with him. I was finishing up a conversation with my wife and I said, yeah, I'm in this, I'm in this hotel on the outskirts of town. And I got in the car and he goes, no, 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 you're in town. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, I just felt like, you know, I could see like an Arby's and a Taco Bell and I could see like a couple of traffic lights down the way. He goes, that's town. That's, and he, and he literally drove me around. He's like, we've now driven around the entirety of the town. <laughs> And they can support a magic club? So this is the thing, right? This guy was, he's from there, and he was a touring uh, mentalist and magician forever, Mm -hmm. and ended up somehow haphazardly, um, because of doing corporate gigs, he was trusted to take over managing this restaurant. And then everything else fell apart around him, so all of a sudden he became the owner and operator of a restaurant, even though he was not a restaurant person. Mm-hmm. It's the strangest thing. So he runs this restaurant, but he loves magic and, and everything. And I asked him, I said, what else can you do here in town? And he said, well, there's a movie theater that shows not even day and date movies. It shows old movies. Mm-hmm. And there's a Walmart. And I said, did you just list Walmart as the second thing you could do in this town? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yes. So what happens is that all the shows sell out because he, he does it once a month and everyone comes out because it's the only thing happening in town. And that's a, that was my opening joke. I was like, I was like, I just drove around this town, and it's good to see that you're all here. You all made it <laughs> to the show. In fact, Saturday night we couldn't start the show on time because everyone was late for the dinner reservations because the town has a raffle, a monthly raffle, and everybody goes live to hear the raffle numbers read at the firehouse. <laughs> and so everyone was late coming to my show because because it was also raffle night. <laughs> <laughs> That is a scheduling nightmare. And how many people? How many people does this hit? It was a hundred and change both nights. Really? Yeah, that's, that's a good show. It was a blast. It was. It was. Both shows were sold out. It was fun to be in the room. It, you know, the the unlike House of Cards, where I'm just the magician of the. You know, one of the things if you play, like I played Chicago Magic Lounge. You know, Magic Castle uh, and House of Cards, places like that. You're just the magician, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's funny because they, when you get talking to them, they pridefully. It's, it's the fact of their business. They probably have gotten to the place where they're successful. They're like, right? And they basically will tell you in one form or another, at one point during your week, we could stick anyone in there and we're doing okay. <laughs> Which you're like, hey, I thought I was special. But then when you go to a place like this, like I've been on the poster, you know, advertising for months. They've all looked me up on YouTube. They're, they are there to see the Matt the Mindwinder show. They're not there just to see the magician. Nice. And it was so great. It was such fun crowds to do an hour long show for people who kind of knew what they were getting uh, in a way, expecting my, my, my style of stuff. I had a blast out there. Yeah. So it was, it was fun. It was fun to be out in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. (laughs) Uh, and then they, as if they, they they took me to a place and on the way home, we went to through Bloomington, Indiana, where the college town is. Mm -hmm. This cafe was all run by hippie girls. This entire cafe run by hippie girls, just head to toe. And I was like, this is heaven. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> hippie girls? I said, I said, if you, I said, I don't, there's no way you'll ever get Penn out here. But if you do, you take him to this cafe. <laughs> you might have just got Penn out there. <laughs> I'll bring my acoustic guitar. I'll play at the hippie bar. I said, we went on the way out. It's like, I'm glad you didn't bring this on the way in. I would have never gone to my shows. I would have just. <laughs> <laughs> just ate here breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Do they have live entertainment there? 
<laughs> exactly. I was ready, just ready to do strolling. I was going yeah. to I was just some table hopping. But you're supposed to be performing for the patrons, not for that. Yeah, never mind. I, I'm performing for the hippie girls. <laughs> That's the dishwasher asking people to pick cards as they scrape trash into a garbage can. <laughs> we have put so much new material in the show. Yeah. I don't recognize the show. <laughs> you know, um, Andalay, who used to work with us, Andalay. Yeah. Um, a boule from uh, from Nova Scotia. Yeah, Andale. Well, I guess his name was Andre, but we always called him Andale because he moved quickly. <laughs> um, Andale uh, used to say about Penn and Teller, "Never the same show once," because <laughs> <laughs> you know he was one of the carpenters. He had to load the show in, yeah. and we would be putting all these changes in. Yeah, so we would just say it's it's never the same show once. <laughs> Because <laughs> the show would change yeah. the time they set it up, the time we started going. And um, we are trying to get, you know, six new pieces into the I just said pieces. I've never said pieces in I my know, life. It's, it's we, never. Uh, <laughs> six new bits into the show. Um, six of those cute little skits you guys do. <laughs> before Fool Us. Before Fool Us. Yeah. And uh, six new bits, mm, not quite an hour, 50 minutes. Uh, right. And we do, uh, you know, our show's supposed to be 80 minutes. So you're talking about the vast majority <laughs> of the show is brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the stuff that's since the pandemic, which is new. Yeah. So the only things in the show, I mean, how do I put this that we know how to do? <laughs> There's two bits in the show. We know how to do <laughs> The other stuff, brand new last night. We have very different. I don't know how you guys are, but I'm starting to realize this. You know, um, we did these two very hard bits, really hard bits last night. And there were three others that had only been in. We only done twice before. Yeah. So it was really five really mm -hmm. new things. And we had a whole new order for the show, whole new order, whole new way of going through. And the crew been working their asses off. I mean, crazy hard. And we've been rehearsing every day, all day, getting it in. And we got it in, and we did the show, and the show ended. The crowd seemed to love it, and the tricks, all the new ones, all worked. And uh, we got off stage, and Teller was um, jubilant. He was just beside himself, which is not either of our styles. Yeah. He actually shook my hand. What? And, you know, <laughs> Teller has shaken my hand in 46 years. We've shaken hands when it wasn't part of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because sometimes it was part of the show to shake mm -hmm. hands. That was always awkward, but... A genuine exchange, a genuine probably there, pal. probably twenty times in forty six years. Mm -hmm. So a very rare occurrence. Shook my hand, and then Teller also, who doesn't do this, just went motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> we did it, and he was almost running around hugging the whole crew. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was just um, uh, a jubilant. Yeah, just thrilled, yeah. and I. Was of course sullen and dark. Oh no! Always am. When new stuff goes in the show, whether it works or not, I just feel like emotionally drained. Ah. I just feel like ah, uh, good. I went good. I went good. So Teller's going, motherfucker, we killed it. I'm going. <laughs> seemed seemed all right. Seemed all right. Seemed okay. Oh wow. Seemed okay. Seemed all right. Seemed okay. You know. And then uh, I got home, and you know Emily—they just gotten back from New York, and 
Emily said, how'd it go tonight? You get new bids. I went, it's all right. Somewhere good. <laughs> but, you know, the second night, I, I feel okay about it. You know, yeah, second yeah. night, there's not as much. Uh, it just takes a lot of energy. to do. I think maybe I'm just tired. I don't know. Well, your stuff you're doing this year is pretty ridiculous. It's hard. Hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hard and, stuff. Just, and the the talking is hard. That's what you tell Teller all the time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, He might not believe that, but I do. I know that, that talking is hard. It is hard to get it organized and to keep it organized, and, and you know, moving from one bit to the yeah. other. We have it. We have it. You know, what happens is uh, we have a strip of tape across the floor, right. about four feet long, that says the names of the bits on, mm-hmm. so we can look down and see it. And Robbie always gets hysterical laughing. Because you'll see me ending a bit, and I looked out of the tape right at the blackout. <laughs> I've done that like three times. <laughs> what comes next? Blackout. I'm looking at the tape. The lights go back up. I'm still looking at the tape. <laughs> Waiting for the lights. Yeah. So when it comes back up, I go, oh, that's the bit we're doing. And Robbie, because he's not going to bother writing out all the bits, takes a piece of white tape. Puts it over the bits we've taken out and puts, writes the new stuff in. Just like as if one word at a time, like this yeah. word's out, yeah. that one's covered, yeah. And now it's four inches tall. <laughs> no, the whole, the whole nightmare was last night, all the tape was new. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all new tape. It's all new tape. Everything, everything was new. I mean, even whack, I mean, whack a teller, yeah. which we've been doing a year, yeah. is the oldest thing it's in the, the show. Thing in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I was talking to Rich Nathanson, and he said, "Well, you know, the other people your age that put this much new stuff. Oh, there aren't any. There isn't anybody." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Teller says when when uh, Gary Stockdale, who wrote all the music for um, for bullshit, and who sees our show really often. He came to the show, he came backstage, and this was before we put the other two bits in. Stoddard came backstage and said, um, I haven't seen any of this before. So this this is like all new, and I see your show all the time. <laughs> and he said, I watch every appearance you do on TV. I was sitting here like I'd never seen Penn and Teller before. He said, I, I, well, what are you doing? And Teller said, old men should be explorers. T.S. Eliot and left the room. (laughs) (laughs) Tell it just quotes T.S. Eliot and exits. Old men should be explorers. I was putting my kids to bed last night and they said, uh, did you put us to bed tomorrow night? I said, no, no, no. I said, you have a sitter tomorrow night. I got to go to the Penn and Teller show. And uh, my son said, uh, are they doing the ball pit troll? bit <laughs> and my face did what your face did which is i forgot all about the ball it <laughs> was a good bit it was a good bit and it was done twice and my kid did it both times so i said <laughs> once uh, once for the live show and then once for fool us and i said uh keeler's good news and bad news they're definitely not doing the ball patrol so you are the only one who's ever done it (laughs) (laughs) and i said at this point it's more likely that i do ball patrol than penn and teller do ball patrol (laughs) well i I just wrote a long email to aaron saying i want to do all this stuff so let's not forget it let's rotate it in 
you know, because there's a lot of stuff that I loved. I mean, we've taken out uh, two of my favorite bits in the show yeah. to make time for the new stuff. We've taken out Birthday. Yes. Which I love. We've taken out Lucky, you know, the Wes Isley trick. Yes. Those are both gone because we have new stuff in there. All right. And I'm not done doing them. So I think what we may start doing, which is crazy, is after Fool Us, we may start doing like different show in the same week. Oh Just my gosh. Wrote because we have about now we have about four and a half hours of material that we absolutely <laughs> love and is current. And we're doing a, an 80 minute show. Nice. So that's great. Yeah. Saying it. And then great. my hour long show, I'm doing about a half hour of material that I love. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have to <laughs> compare. But there's stuff that we really, really, and also, you know, I, I, I've got to address this because I get so angry about this and I, I shouldn't, it means nothing, but people say, so you, uh, you change it up to keep it fresh. And I go, no, motherfucker, <laughs> I do not change it up to keep it fresh. You could put me doing my knife juggling routine. Yeah. That I wrote when I was 18. Yeah. Word for word, move for move. And I would love doing that every night for the rest of my life. It would never get stale. I would never want to change it up. I'd be thrilled doing it and make little changes and make it better. But I got other stuff I want to do too. Yeah. So it does not mean you're doing new stuff because you're sick of the old stuff. It right. just means maybe, and we, we, we have a mutual friend who did a show in Vegas for 20 years, didn't change anything. And he would, you know, his argument was, well, it's all gold. It's all really working. And my argument back to that was, who, who, who made the rule that you only have 90 minutes of gold in your life? Right. right. Who made that rule? Uh, I do not think that the old stuff we did was bad. I was not sick of doing it. The audience was not sick of seeing it. We had no pressure whatsoever to do other material, except mm -hmm. that we like doing new stuff. One of the things we love doing is creating new things. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know why why that's why that's weird at all. I mean, you don't painters don't paint a new painting because oh, I hate that old shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You don't write a new piece of music because oh god, I just don't want to ever do no. But 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 didn't Edvard Munch do ten versions of the screen? Yeah, he did. You know what I mean, and that's. Yeah. It's not unlike that. Well, yeah. I, I want. I have something that it's not there yet. Yeah. Weird. What a weird thing. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, I like both. I like doing stuff yeah. forever, and I like doing brand new stuff. I yeah, like both. I like both. Yeah, yeah. When we got to do Pen and Friends, and you put Broken Bottle Juggling back in the show uh -huh. for a time, like it opened this catalog of memories for you. Of broken bottle juggling, where we just got like story after story every night of different eras of broken bottle juggling. <laughs> yeah. That was like really nice. It was really nice to kind of unlock that for a little while. Yeah, it's and really hear nice. that for a little bit. And also, I, I go out on stage, and because I did broken bottle juggling for years, broken bottle juggling has about thirty-five minutes of material in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some nights when we're on the road, but I think we're doing broken bottle juggling when I'm down in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, when I'm on the road, I'll just all of a sudden go, oh, yeah, that was that tangent I can go on. <laughs> That's not even kind of the new stuff. That's, you know, That's just a rediscovered. Oh, yeah. Oh, stuff. that whole thing. Yeah. I, I used to. I used to. Every, I, every trick is a flow chart. For me. Yeah. They all are. For That's everybody, say, I think. Right. Well, this guy reacted this way, so I have, I'm going to go this way. Yeah. Or if he didn't that, I'd do this. And 
Yeah, it's really interesting. But yeah, a lot of new stuff. I'm glad you come in to see it tonight. That'll be that'll yeah. Be I can't wait. You'll yeah. have uh, you'll have good comments because the new bits in. Just for those who have, maybe you're going to the show tonight. Yeah. Or the new bits that are in the show are Sleight of Feet, <laughs> which I'm real excited about. Sleight of Feet, very, very good. Green screen. Uh-huh. No one knows it's done with the green screen. <laughs> green screen. Bucket of Blood. Oh. That's man. that's in the show. Bucket of Blood. That's in the, okay. Ventriloquism. Teller doing ventriloquism. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the show age appropriate escape yeah that's in the show and going in the show probably thursday night will be espanol oh that what i'm excited about. Yeah, espanol <laughs> will go in the show that's my bet as a that's a staple worker i believe i think uh, when you see bucket of blood i think bucket of blood will be in forever that's hysterical yeah. Only because I was around for the origins of it. Yeah. And it did not come up as something that would be a worker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's got, um, it's uh, it's becoming one of my favorite style of bits because I think that the perfect bit has an introduction twice as long as the bit minimum. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a minute and a half bit with a three minute introduction. <laughs> That's right in the pocket. That's right in the pen pocket. That's right in the pen pocket. I'm doing I'm doing two minutes before the props come out. <laughs> it's not like it's padded in the middle. It's padded at top where it, and then it also has the quality, which I really like, which is I don't care if I get to the trick. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. I've got a lot to say. And uh, Aaron, you know who's calling the cues, our stage manager, yeah, yeah. is going, um, what are the cues for you to get into the trick? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> and Teller goes, well, I'm not even bringing the props out till he says fool us. Because I'm talking about bullshit for two minutes before I bring the props out. So, so you can know when I start that we're going into bucket of blood, but it's going to be a while. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really good, you know, with COVID and with World War III, I spend time more than I ever have in my life worrying about stuff. Mm -hmm. And boy, is it a joy to be scared to death about something yeah, that doesn't matter. I about this the other day. I yeah. know. It's an amazing feeling. <laughs> yeah. I was so scared last night. I was afraid that bucket of blood might not work. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, I was so oh. terrified. What a wonderful feeling. What a wonderful feeling. I have a, a, a new escape. I filled in for Vinny this yeah. week and did three nights, and I have an escape in the, in the show that I cannot get out of without the gimmick. Uh-huh. <laughs> and man, I sit in that thing thinking, oh man, this is going to be bad if it doesn't work. <laughs> it's just the what's work. The premise of the, what's the premise? I'm being wrapped up in cellophane ah. on, a, on a dolly. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a, a resistance revenge trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a really neat trick, and it's really fun, and it's really fast, but... I I get wrapped up in cellophane to a dolly, <laughs> and, and no you can't put your hands up. If that thing tips over, I'm falling onto my face without being able to put up your hands. Oh yeah, oh, oh. Just dead. It's a complete. When I was stuck in the barrel, yeah, you know I, I couldn't get out. 
you know, it was amazing to be backstage going, I'm now in something I can't get out of. <laughs> Actually, the beginning of um, of um, uh, Age Appropriate Escape. Oh, really? Yeah. I, nice. I, I can't get out of. So, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird moment. It's a weird you know, moment. If there is a nuclear holocaust and only I survive, I'm stuck to that channel I started. <laughs> You're only going for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the last person on earth for three days. Yeah. Well, it's like, you talk about like knowing the ins and outs of, of hunks or whatever. And as someone who's uh, so new to these variety arts principles, um, you know, the escape that I'm performing mm -hmm. is based on Bill Abbott's um, suit jacket escape. Sure. Mm -hmm. Of course. But I listened to like an interview with him and it when you bought, bought the, 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 the trick or whatever. And then it's like, oh, I've done this hundreds of times in front of the audience. This was always my closer and stand-up clubs. And I've, I've tried this and it didn't work because of this. I've tried that. And he's like, he labels all of these things that he's tried to work out. And, and I'm like, oh, this is like legit <laughs> field research. It's not a philosophical <laughs> thing. Like I was like, so I'm going to write around that. I'm not going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'll go ahead and start with believing the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll go ahead and just believe that these are the four hunks that work and that's it. Uh, and I'll, and that's I'll write new, around that. That's the new guy thing. When you're the new guy to something, you're yeah. solving problems that don't actually exist, that only exist because of your lack of skill. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like the first day kiteboarding, you go, "Oh, I know. I think if I build this, I could control these strings like this." And everybody else around you goes, "Shut up, new guy! Shut up, new guy. <laughs> you don't need do that. You don't need that. You just think you need that because it's your first day." That's that is what Teller does. That's what Teller spends a lot of his time doing. Yes, fixing problems that won't be a problem. Yeah, then shows in. <laughs> That's, yeah, 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 yeah. It just falls away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So it's it is fascinating. It is neat. And yeah, that's why, like, there's no, it's, yeah, there's no keeping it, there's no keeping it fresh. You're just always kind of encountering something you haven't encountered before. Yeah. It's a joy. Yeah. It is a joy to do a show every night. I want to see your cellophane escape now. <laughs> that sounds fun. Well, I'll fill in for Vinny again sometime soon, I think. Oh, go. Good, 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 good. Yeah, every, everybody's filling in for Vinny. Does Vinny ever work? Vinny doesn't work, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this worked out, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the time. That was Penn Sunday School. <laughs> that was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. And to You become naked. Yeah, a lot of new stuff going in. And then we, uh, uh, two weeks from now, we tape, uh, Pull us with the three. Something's close. It's close. Andro comes in a week from today. I think. That's so exciting. Maybe a week from yesterday. And then we'll work on until full us. You know, we love you. Hey, you got anybody to thank there, Matt? I do. I want to thank David K. I want to thank David Peters, who put his whole email address in here, but I feel like that's a mistake. Nobody in particular. Blue Drinks Films, Brandon Knapp, Nick Ding Dingman, Colin Durham, TheBigScubaPodcast.com, Central Park Owl, Lancey Minshew, Hergal Minioliernimbapoliskapop. I'm pretty sure they just... Drag their fingers across the keyboard, but I uh, did my best. <laughs> Stephen White, Harlan Leon Clark, Zach Wozniak, Michelle Yeiser, Jonathan, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce Loves Matthew, Michael Penn and Reddy, Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Miriam Engels, Scott Kelly, Kelly M, Adam Burzens, Caleb Cameron, 
Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, and Michael Cornwall. Thank you. The uh, chat wants to know what NAMBLA stands for. <laughs> um, National Association. North no, American no, Time. no. No. North American? No. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. There you the go. The winner! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.